Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, everybody. It is Bama week, an exciting time for Florida fans, but also a nerve-wracking time knowing that Nick Saban and company are coming into the swamp this weekend. I will be there Saturday. I look forward to seeing how this Gator team responds against the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide last year's SEC and national champion. It'll be interesting to see how this game goes. I'm going to start off. I'm going to talk about some of my keys to victory against Alabama. It won't be easy. I feel like in order to pull off the upset, the Gators are going to have to accomplish everything that I list on here. But it's a new year. The game's in Ben Hill Griffin. The stands are going to be rocking. The fans should be really getting into it. 90,000 deep. So let's get right into it. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use your promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. And now to my keys to victory versus Alabama. First off for the Gators, we have to play discipline. Nick Saban-led teams are always the most disciplined team on the field, and that can't happen on Saturday. The Gators can't commit any penalties as well as they cannot commit any turnovers. If anything, we have to win the turnover differential. Last year in the SEC championship game, I remember us committing a handful of mistakes, you know, a couple of offsides in the first half as well as a strip sack late. And then Trey Dean's fumble on the interception return, which you can't discredit Trey there. We got blindsided out of nowhere, but just little mistakes like that you can't make against a Nick Saban-led team, or they'll turn them into points and ultimately win the ball game. So playing discipline will be huge. If the Gators turn the ball over or commit any penalties, I believe Alabama will take advantage, and it'll be a very long day for the Gators and Gator fans. And we need to use the crowd to our advantage. You know, the players need to feed off of the crowd, but they can't lose focus and make, you know, any dumb mistakes that could cost us the game. No penalties on the defensive side, can't have any targeting calls, anything of that nature, no unnecessary roughness. We're already going to be without Ventrell Miller, which prayers up to Ventrell. He's out for the rest of the season, which is a huge blow to the Gators. But ultimately, playing discipline will go a long way in the Gators winning this game. Next up, the O-line needs to play a damn near perfect game. Thinking back to last year's game, Gene DeLance got beat off the edge for a strip sack that kind of took the life out of us, that led to us being down double digits and 
it was kind of too much of a hole for us to dig out of, even though we had such an explosive offense. So the O-line really needs to play well. I think Gene has to play his best game yet as a Florida Gator in order for us to win this game. The offensive line has to be stout. Alabama has a lot of playmakers that are going to try to pressure the quarterback, whoever's in between Emory or Anthony, and the offensive line needs to hold their own, not only in pass coverage, but we need to continue to keep the consistency in the run game. We need to be able to run the ball efficiently like we have. It's going to be a lot more tough task against an Alabama front that's much better than the first two opponents we've played. This is going to be the first real test for this new starting five on the offensive line. Mullen stated that he has kept the game plan simple thus far for the Gators, so look for them to have a little bit of trickery and, and bring out, pull out all the stops, try to get this upset win. But in general, this offensive line needs to hold their ground. We need to be able to have long, sufficient drives where we run clock and keep the ball out of Alabama's hands. And in general, Dan Mullen needs to back up his statement of saying that he's kept the game plan simple, which he should have versus the first two games against some cupcake teams. So now that we're playing the number one team in the country, they need to pull out everything they have in that playbook. And unfortunately, though, this game is not going to be won on either side of the ball, too. I feel that, you know, special teams are going to play an important role in this game. Next up, we need to come out firing on all cylinders. The Gators need to come into this matchup as if it was last season's SEC championship game. If you need motivation for this game, you're not you shouldn't even be on the field because I know me personally, Alabama's the main reason why I'm not going to have an SEC championship ring on for this game Saturday, and it still pisses me off. This locker room needs to be juiced up. The guys need to be fired up. The coaching staff needs to be ready to roll. The guys must genuinely think they're going to pull off this upset in order for it to happen. You know, during my time at UF, there were plenty of games where everybody was had their headphones on, kind of doing their own thing. A game like this and this type of atmosphere against the number one team in the country, guys need to be firing each other up in that locker room. They need to be hitting each other, ready to roll, so that when the ball gets kicked, to start the game, we come out firing. Someone gets laid out on a kickoff, something like that, to really get the crowd into it and really juice up that sideline. And all the guys that aren't playing really need to be juicing the sidelines up as well. This is the biggest game of the year for now, at least until that Georgia game. But just in general, aside from the SEC East rankings, you know, playing Georgia is going to be huge. But I mean, you're playing Alabama at home in front of 90,000. That's got to be damn near the best game of the season. So I expect this team firing on all cylinders, ready to rock. And the, the crowd's going to be juiced up for this one. Not many people get to play against Alabama in their lifetime, let alone at their own home stadium. So I really think Ben Hill Griffin's going to be rocking. And the players need to feed off of that energy and have a fast start. Can't fall into a hole early. Mullen needs to stop with complacency at the quarterback position. He needs to be finding a happy medium there. If one quarterback's playing better than the other, then you got to let him play. you got to let him make plays. And as I said earlier, they're going to have to play a damn near perfect game to beat Alabama. And Mullen needs to step it up. He needs to, him and the rest of his coaching staff, needs to pull out all the stops to give this team a shot to upset the Crimson Tide at home. For my next key, you got to win the special teams battle, as I mentioned. In a game against Nick Saban, you not only have to play your best game of the year to have a chance to win, but you must win the special teams battle. My boy Jeremy Crossshaw needs to have a huge game. Flipping the field is going to be huge for the Gators here. You got to pin them in you know deep territory and make Bryce Young and, and the rest of the Alabama team have to have long drives. You got to win the field position battle as well. 
I look for Chris Howard to begin a couple of his first field goal attempts of the year. The first couple games that they've played thus far, Mullins decided to go for it on fourth down, but in enemy territory, but in a game like this against Alabama, you got to take the points when you can get them. So look for Chris to come out and kick the ball well and, and hang a couple points up for the Gators. Him and Crawshaw need to outperform the specialist for Alabama in this game. And Florida needs to dominate all of these areas of the special teams, not only the punt team, kickoff team has to be making plays, make Alabama start deep in their own territory. To be honest, there's no better feeling than when you're on the sidelines or you're at a game and the team you're rooting for, the team you play for, comes down and just whams somebody on a kick return or forces a fumble or something like that. Plays like that can completely change the outcome of a game. Therefore, special teams need to make big plays and have a game-changing type play. You know, either a, a recovered muff punt or, you know, a kickoff return for a touchdown or a long punt return, something like this to really juice up the team, get them going. And it's tough to win on both sides of the ball in a game, especially versus an Alabama team. But if you can win the special teams battle, your team's going to have a lot better chance of winning the game. My last key to win, we can't get behind early. The Gators cannot afford to dig themselves in a hole here. If anything, start off hot early, get a lead, give us some momentum, something to really allow the fans to get into it and make Bryce Young uncomfortable. The guy didn't face much adversity in his first two starts here. Let's see how he reacts 90,000 deep, you know, trailing in a game when Grantham's throwing the house at him. You got big Zach Carter, Brendan Cox, and, and Jeremiah Moon coming at you. How are you going to respond to something like that? A stop early on the defensive end would be huge. A great confidence boost to the rest of the team. Last year's SEC championship game, just being completely honest, you know, we didn't expect the defense to get a lot of stops, but we knew our offense was so good that if we could just get one or two stops, we'd have a chance of winning the game. And when the defense did come through with the stop here or there, it really made us think to ourselves, we can win this game. Let's go hang points on this Alabama team. Let's try to get a lead. And if we got a lead, we know there was no looking back. So we can't afford to get in a hole early, especially now that Ventrell Miller's out for the rest of the season. There's going to be a couple of guys that need to play bigger than they normally do. I need guys like Brenton Cox to get a couple of sacks, maybe force a turnover, make a lot of plays, put a lot of pressure on Bryce Young. And then Mahmoud Diabate is going to have to step up big as he's really the man in the middle now for this Gator defense with Ventrell out. And Ventrell was a vocal leader of that defensive group. So guys like Mahmoud, you know, Zach Carter is going to do his thing. Kyer Elam's going to do a great job against Mechie. Hopefully he'll be shadowing him one-on-one -on -one most of the game. But in general, a lot of guys need to have their best game of the season in order to have an opportunity against this Alabama team. I'm going to give my score prediction for this game. Unfortunately, this pains me to do, but I'm not going to be going with my Gators here. I'm going to be going with the Crimson Tide. My score prediction, I think Alabama wins this one and covers. I got them winning 41-23 to against the Gators. I think they just have too many playmakers in their wide receiver room. I think a couple of our young DBs may get exploited in their first real competition against an SEC group at the wide receiver position. And lastly, I think the loss of Ventrell Miller is just going to be a huge blow to the Gators' defense for the rest of the season. I think the loss of Ventrell is going to allow Alabama to be able to run the ball efficiently and allow them a lot more balance. And I think Bryce Young will have a, a solid game. He might have a hiccup here or there, but I like the Crimson Tide 41-23. to
Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em, as well as a cool sports-style book concept called Build Your Own Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And now I'm going to finish this thing off with Dio's Locks of the Week. For my Wednesday picks for you guys, is I'm going to throw a Friday night game out there. I'm going to throw two bets and under. Believe it or not, the first ever over-under pick from me in, in my uh, Dio's Locks of the Week. I'm going to be doing an under for Saturdays, one of Saturday's games, and then a spread for another Saturday game. And then lastly, I'm going to finish off with the Sweetheart 10-point teaser. We're 2-0 thus far. I haven't had like an official record of how my picks have gone, but I would say we're doing pretty well. I think I am probably in the 70th per, 70 percentile in terms of pick accuracy thus far, so let's keep it going. I'm 2-0 on the teasers. If you guys are taking the teasers, you're winning money. Throw big money on them. But anyways, let's kick these things off. Friday night. I am going with UCF minus seven versus Louisville. I'm actually going to buy that down to six and a half. But just in general, it's at Louisville, but I like UCF here. Louisville hasn't shown that well in their first two games this thus far this season. They lost by 19 to Ole Miss, and then they won a cake game against Eastern Kentucky, which I don't read too much into but uh the Knights are 2-0 and and I think they take care of business here even on the road I think they cover six and a half so I'm taking UCF buy a half get it down to six and a half there's a Friday night winner for you let's start the uh, weekend off right and now on to Saturday slate I am going with Michigan State plus six and a half against Miami I'm shocked that it's that high of a spread for a Michigan State team that's 2-0 and and has looked pretty good in their first two games. They're able to run the ball. You know, they beat Northwestern by 17 and Youngstown State by 28. It's at Miami, which can be a little bit concerning, but in, in general, plus six and a half. If you want to buy a half, you can to get it to a touchdown score, but I don't see Michigan State losing by more than a touchdown versus this Miami team that's underperformed thus far. To be honest with you, plus 205 is the current money line for Michigan State. I don't see why you shouldn't sprinkle that as well, maybe in a small money parlay to juice up your odds. But Michigan State plus six and a half Saturday versus Miami. I love it. And then my first ever over under, I'm going with an under, believe it or not. For those who know me, they know I love hammering the over, but I'm going to go with an under here. I'm going under 53 in the Penn State versus Auburn game. The reason I'm doing this is when you look at the stats here for Penn State and Auburn, they both have tremendous defenses. I know they've both been able to score a lot of points thus far this year. I mean, shoot, Auburn's averaging 61 points a game, Penn State's averaging 30. But look at the opposite side, points allowed per game. I know Auburn hasn't really played anyone yet, but they're averaging 5 points a game, and Penn State's averaging 11.5 points 
points per game for their opposing teams. I like both these defenses. I think it's going to be a, a gritty, grind-out game. I think both defenses play well. I like this one finishing in the realm of, you know, 27-20, something like that. You know, in the high 40s, low 50s, I like under 53. I'm taking it. The first ever over-under pick from me. Congratulations, you have it. Under 53, Penn State versus Auburn. And now to my sweetheart. She's been sweet, man. She's 2-0. If you haven't taken either of them, shame on you. Third time's the charm. Let's throw it in. I'm going Michigan with this 10-point uh, teaser. It's going to knock it down to minus 17.5 versus Northern Illinois. I'm a big fan of Michigan thus far. And I think they honestly are a dark horse playoff contender this year. I know it's early on in the season, but they've been able to run the ball well. They're they're 2-0. And I think that 17.5 versus a Northern Illinois team is great, great odds. I mean, Northern Illinois allows 35.5 points a game. And I think Michigan's going to hang some points on them and the defense is going to play well. I think they definitely cover this. I think they may cover just straight up, but I like them in a 10-point teaser for some insurance. Next up, I am going with Iowa. Iowa is minus 22.5, so the 10-point teaser knocks it down to minus 12.5. I love it here against a Kent State team. Iowa's playing at home. Iowa's defense has only given up 11.5 points a game. I think that they're a great team. They are all the, moved all the way up to five after their performance versus Iowa State, which I predicted. I was shocked that they were underdogs and by so much versus Iowa State. I love them as a dog, and what they do? They barked, and they won. I like Iowa. I think the Hawkeyes are a true contender to win the national championship this year. Relating back to last year, they dominated in-conference opponents, and I think a, a Kent State team that is on the road coming into Iowa gets blown out, but I love minus 12.5. I'm taking it in my 10-point teaser. And lastly, the third leg of this uh, three-teamer, I'm going with Virginia Tech. Plus 13 versus West Virginia. Pretty weird to see that West Virginia is a three-point favorite. I, I guess it's because they're at home, but Virginia Tech has looked good in their first two games this year. They've covered in both of their games. I think Virginia Tech is a, a hard-nosed, well-coached uh, team. I think they cover. I think they win the game outright or at least cover plus three, but taking an additional 10 points in a teaser to get them at plus 13 is is basically free money. So I like them, plus 13. So running that back one last time, that teaser includes Michigan, Iowa, and Vatech. Let's go for our third straight winning teaser. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Of course, this show is presented to you by Bet Online. Tune in on Friday, and I'll talk a little bit more preview for the Gator Alabama game, and I'll give you the rest of my Dio's Locks of the Week. Have a great rest of your day, and talk to you guys soon. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.